different, huh? In five, four, three, two, one. Good morning and happy Resurrection Day to you. We invite you to join with us and celebrate the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus, and we want to celebrate his resurrection today. Come on. Come see way late. Come see where he lay. Come see where he lay. Come see. 
Story is. Three days later, 
from the Zion Hill Church family. Let me say happy Easter to all of us. Happy Resurrection Sunday. If you have your Bible, will you please turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look at one verse, verse number 6. The book of Matthew's chapter 28 verse number 6 the Bible said he is not here he is risen just like he said come see the place where the Lord laid let's pray our Father and our God we thank you for this resurrection Sunday Thank you for being a living Savior. What a blessing that we don't serve a dead God. Our God, our Savior, is alive and well. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will minister to your people today. I pray, oh God, that you will use me as a channel of blessing to our generation. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk with you on the subject titled, He is Risen. When I talk about He, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The whole idea of resurrection is to celebrate Jesus' victory over death, over grave. He died, He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again. That's what this resurrection is all about. And because he rose again, you and I are privileged to rise with him in newness of life. Let me share with you how all this came about. Jesus was sent by God to this planet Earth to save you and me. He came and he was healing people. He was raising the dead. He was ministering to people from all walks of life. He fed those who are hungry. He set the captives free. He even forgave those who who are sinful. He was all over the place doing good. Unfortunately, the religious group of that day were angry and upset about it. You know why they were angry? Because all the crowds were moving to Jesus. (laughs) Everybody wants to be a part of a ministry that is making things happen. They left their synagogue and their, their temple and they were following Jesus. So the religious leaders, they were mad, they were angry, and they wanted to kill Jesus. 
Eventually, they found a snitch among the disciples. His name is Judas. And the Bible says Judas made a deal with this religious leader. He told them he knew exactly where Jesus goes. He knows exactly where Jesus comes from. He knows exactly where Jesus prays. He knows exactly where Jesus will even have the Passover. So he made a deal to get paid. By the way, I can stop there and preach to all of us. Please don't be a sellout of your own people. The Bible says because of Judas' betrayer, the religious community of that day, they got the military, the army, and they went to arrest Jesus Christ. It's kind of strange that they will be arresting somebody who was out to pray. He was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. So they showed up, and of course, when they were trying to arrest Jesus, Peter, one of the disciples, took out his sword and cut one of the, the soldiers' ears. <laughs> and amazingly, Jesus healed that man. Just imagine people that are trying to come and arrest you, and you still bless them. You heal them. Then the Bible says, then became the, the, the drama begins. They begin to mistreat Jesus. They were conducting a kangaroo court all night. The first thing they did, they took him to a gentleman by the name Caiaphas. He was the high priest of his days. And of course, that man interrogated Jesus. He knew he has no power to kill nobody. So he sent Jesus to King Herod. And of course, when Jesus got to King Herod, Herod is like the head of the parish there, the all of Galilee. He was the king. And Herod was very happy to see Jesus. He's heard about Jesus. He's heard about the miracles and all the healings that's taking place. So he wanted Jesus to perform some miracles. But Jesus did not mind him. And then, of course, Herod sent Jesus to the governor of that region, whose name is Pilate. So three different trials. All of this taking place in the middle of the night. That ought to tell you is some kind of shady deal. When Jesus got to the governor, the governor also interrogated him. But the governor's wife warned the governor, say, look, I had a dream about this guy. This guy is not a it's not an ordinary man. Don't get in the mess. And he, she warned her husband. Well, the governor also talked to Jesus at length. And he came back and told the Jewish brothers and sisters, all the religious people, he said, look, this guy is innocent. I find no fault in him. And then the people seems unhappy about the governor's decisions. They kept pressing and demanding that, that the governor do something. Where the governor said, I'll make you a deal. This time of the year, I always release one prisoner anyway. So let me make you a deal. You choose. Do you want me to release Jesus or do you want me to release a crook by the name Barabbas? The governor was expecting that the Jews will select Jesus to be released. After all, he committed no crime. After all, he fed them when they were hungry. After all, he, he ministered to them for the past three years. But to his surprise, to the surprise of the governor, the people said, no, release Barabbas, a crook, a murderer, a professional, Violator of the, of the laws. They say, release Barabbas, crucify Jesus Christ. So in, in other words, Jesus was convicted based on betrayers, based on lies, based on false accusation, based on false witnesses. All of a sudden, he released Jesus to, into their hands, and they began to beat him. 
they began to torture him. Blood was gushing out everywhere. I was just reading through the Bible one day. I say, I wonder why. Why will people be so mean? Why will people be so hateful? And as I was pondering on that, the answer came to me. Prophet Isaiah gave me the answer in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. The Bible says, surely he born our grief. Surely he carried our sorrow. We esteem him stricken and afflicted. He goes on to say he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripe, we are healed. I can stop being shout all day. That tells me, my friend, if you are sick today, by his stripe, you are healed. If there's cancer in your body, listen to me. By his stripe, you are healed. If you have any form of heart disease, by his stripe, you are healed. If there's lupus messing with your body, by his stripe, you are healed. Whatever is messing with you, whether it's your liver, whether it's your kidney, whether it's headache, whether it's cold, whether it's COVID-19, I repeat, by his stripe, you, my brother, my sister, you are healed. They wounded Jesus so bad, eventually they took him to a place called Golgotha to crucify him. They put him on the cross and they nailed him to the cross. My friend, it was a very, very painful experience. The cross was no joke. It was a time of serious suffering. He was literally gasping for air. Many of the people who were nailed to the cross, they suffocate before they die. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine Jesus on that cross carrying your sins, carrying my sins, carrying all of our mess, all of our lies, all of our murderers, all of our sinful nature, all of our actions that are not good, fornication, adultery, lying, stealing, addiction to drug, addiction to gambling. I can go on and on. All of this was upon him. The Bible says even his own father, God the Father, looked and saw all these sins of the world upon him, and he looked away. No wonder why Jesus cried out and said, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? But he knew this price has to be paid for mankind. In his understanding, he came back and said, Father, forgive them. Please forgive them. Because many things that we do, we do it out of ignorance. He said they don't know what they're doing. And then you see again, during the process, Jesus cried out again, and he said, it is finished. Wow, what has finished? Jesus is saying, I came to save them. Now it is finished. I came to redeem them. Now that job is done, it's finished. I came to bless them. Now it's finished. I came to heal their body. I came to set them free. All of that is finished now. Then he said into thy hand, I commend my spirit. The Bible said, then he gave up the ghost. You remember the story? There was a brother by the name Joseph of Aramathias. Along with Nicodemus, they came back for the body of Jesus Christ. And they went and buried him. The Bible says the, the tomb they used belonged to Joseph. So in essence, it was a borrowed tomb. You wonder why they have to use a borrowed tomb? Because he only needed it for the weekend. 
after that, he would not need the tomb. Because the Bible records on Sunday morning, Jesus got up from the grave, and that's what we call resurrection. The Bible says he got up with all power. I can just imagine him with the keys of hell in his hand. He said, behold, I got all power in my hand. And that's what we are celebrating today. But the amazing thing about this story is that in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said, just like he was on the cross, just like he bore his own cross, he said, if any man, if any woman will follow after me, that person must deny himself, pick up your own cross, and follow Jesus. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Everybody has a cross to bear. No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, no matter how good looking you are, how fine you are, there is a cross for everybody. There is a cross for your fine self. <laughs> there is a cross for your fat self. There is a cross for your skinny self. There is a cross for your broke self. Your black self, your white self, your Puerto Rican self, everybody got a cross to bear. Ladies and gentlemen, the one thing that I'm concerned about this resurrection morning, while Jesus got up from the grave after he bare his own cross, many of us will still stay nailed to our cross. Many of us will still nailed to the disappointments of life. Many of us were nailed to our divorce. We're nailed to our chaos. We are nailed to our confusion. We are nailed to our molestation, the trials of life we went through. Some of us we are still the, we, we, we are still carrying all those burdens. This morning I dare you to give it to God and let God. Solve your problem. Don't stay nailed to the cross. Jesus did not stay on the cross. Why would you? Many of us, the problem is we've never experienced resurrection. We are still complaining about what, they have, what we have been through. We are still complaining about who hurt us, who betrayed us, who left us, who walked out of our life. But I want to encourage you this morning. If you will let go and let God this morning, the God of resurrection will minister to you and your life will become anew. There are many other people who have left their cross, but they are still in the tomb. Well, notice that Jesus didn't stay in the tomb forever. I told you on the third day, he got up. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many of us are still in our tomb, tombs of regrets, tombs of misery, tombs of agony, tombs of defeat, tombs of depression. Guess what? God wants to resurrect you from all of that today. You need to begin to live again. Too many of us, we have stopped living, we have stopped breathing, we have stopped laughing. God wants to give you and me a new life. The whole idea of resurrection is that we can get up from, from the cross and get up from our graves so that we can enjoy new life with Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, many of us, we've resorted to numbing our pain instead of experiencing resurrection. We numb our pain with drugs. We numb our pain with sex. We numb our pain with all kinds of fly-by-night agenda. We numb our pain by hanging around all kinds of jack-leg, do-nothing people. Today they're here, tomorrow they're gone. What we really need in our life is a true experience of resurrection power. Just like Jesus got up, I believe you can get up in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get out of our grave clothes so that God can use you. 
so that God can maximize your potential for his glory. To many of us, because we are still in our tomb, because we are still in our grave clothes, we are not able to fulfill God's promise in our life. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, God, through his son Jesus Christ, is risen. And he wants you, he wants me to experience the same resurrection power. He wants you to experience resurrection power above all your circumstances, above all your condition, above all your trauma, above all the crisis that you may be going through right now. The question this morning, brother pastor, how do I do that? I'm glad you asked. Please permit me to share with you how you can participate in that resurrection power, in that resurrection experience. The Bible recorded after Jesus got up from the grave, there was some event that followed. Mary, Magdalene, and the second Mary, they, they ran to the tomb. They wanted to go and anoint the body of Jesus Christ. But before they got there, an angel had came and rolled the stones away. So when they got there, it was an empty tomb. The Bible said not only did the angel roll, the, roll away the stone, he sat on that stone. He was dressed in white garment, just like I worshipped him this morning. And his whole body was shining with radi radiation lightning. And here you see these two young ladies, they had they were scared. They also noticed this security guard who was supposed to be guarding the grave because the government want to make sure nobody can come and steal the body. The Bible said they were scared too. They were as dead men with all their guns, with all their weapons. The angels scared the daylight out of them. And then when the angels saw these two women... He said to the, to the sister, he said, don't be afraid. That's another message of resurrection for you and me. What is it that is making you scared? What is it that is making you live in panic? What is it that is causing you to have anxiety attack, panic attack? The message of resurrection this morning is that you don't need to be afraid. Hallelujah. The angel told these women, I know who you're looking for. I know you're looking for Jesus Christ, who was crucified. He said, behold, he's not here. In case you don't know, he is risen, just like he told you. And then he said to them, come and see where he laid. And then after he showed these women an empty tomb, then he told them, go tell all the disciples. Meet him in Galilee. He's already gone ahead of you. Alive and well. And that's the heart of God for you and me today. To be alive and well. Please take note. There's a lot of lessons from this, this whole story. The first thing I want you to take note is that when Jesus was crucified, there were many player haters who rejoiced. There were many people who had a party that night. Because as far as they were concerned, it's all over for Jesus Christ. But I stop by to tell somebody today, it's not over for you until God says so. It don't matter what you're going through right now. It was not over for Jesus and it will not be over for you in Jesus' name. Where people put a period in your life, that's where God begins a new sentence. I am a living witness. God can make somebody more beautiful, more fulfilling, more successful, never receive any discouragement from the people of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said what happened was that the angel rolled away the stone. 
I wish I have time to share this with you. That word stone is symbolic of an obstacle. You know why? Because the stone was placed there to keep Jesus from coming out. That stone was a hindrance. The Lord sent me to tell somebody this Easter morning, every obstacle, every hindrance in your life, God is fixing to roll away every stone that is blocking you. Anything that is blocking your progress this morning, God is fixing to set you free in the name of Jesus. I don't know what the world is trying to do to you. Just like the angel rolled away the stone, your obstacle is about to be rolled away. If you receive that shout, amen. On this Easter morning, God will send an angel into your circumstance, into your situation, to roll away every stone that is blocking your progress. Then the Bible said, not only did the angel roll away the stone, amazingly, the angel sat on that stone. There's a lesson there because that is a prophetic action. He didn't just roll away the stone, he sat on it. I told you the stone is symbolic of obstacle. But can you imagine, not only did he remove the obstacle, but he sat on it. I don't know what it is that is getting in the way of your success. I don't know what it is that is getting in the way of your health. But I start by this Easter morning. The same way God told those precious women, they don't have to be afraid. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid. God will make every one of your stumbling block your footstep. God will cause you to sit down on top of every obstacle, every hindrance in your life. You know what I found out about God? He will fight your battle. When you think you're alone, when you think you're lonely, God has a way of stepping in to make a difference in your life. And you know something else I pick up from this story? The angel told those women, sister girls, he is not here. There's a lesson there. He told them Jesus is not there. I got some good news for you also. After church today, people will look for you where they left you, but they will not find you there. I prophesy over your life. People will look for you in your situation, but they will not find you there. People will look for you in your problems. You know, people know when you're going through something. They will be looking for you in that same mess you're in, in that same condition. They knew you were sick. They'll be looking for you in that same condition, but they will not find you there. Today, in the name that is above every name, I decree and I declare, God will take you from where you are to where you belong. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Resurrection is to set us free. Resurrection is to give us newness of life. Many of you, people left you unemployed, but very soon they will find you employed in the name of Jesus. Many of you, people left you employed, very soon they will find you an employer in the name of Jesus. Some of you, people left you as a tenant. They knew you as a tenant, but God is fixing to make you a landlord in the name of Jesus. Some of you, they know you don't got no right. They see you walking the street, but God is fixing to give you a ride. God is fixing to give you your own car in the name of Jesus. Resurrection is about a new season, a new day in your life. Some of you, they know that you're struggling right now, but God is fixing you to give you victory in your life. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus, your story is about to change. Your circumstance is about to change. Your condition is about to change. Resurrection is about changing condition. Jesus was dead, but now he's risen. 
And God is fixing to give you a testimony. Open your mouth and prophesy over your own life. My condition is about to change. My situation is about to change. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God will heal you if you are sick. I pray that God will make a way out of no way for you. They, they left you single, but God is fixing to make you married. They left you struggling. God is fixing to make you a success story. I am a living witness. Can I prophesy over your life this morning? Where they left you is not where they will find you. Today, in the name that is above every name, for everyone, who is poor, they left you in poverty, but they're going to find you in wealth. For everyone who was cursed, they left you in a cursed condition, but God is fixing to pronounce a blessing over you. For everyone who is finding struggle, God is fixing to give you victory over your life. I decree and declare your condition is about to change. Open your mind and say to somebody, I am moving from where I am to where I belong. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. I am moving from where I am to where I belong. You know people think you will always be poor. They think you will always be sick. They think you will always be single. But God is fixing to change your situation. I come to tell you because it is resurrection day. Your problem has an expiration date. That's what happened through Jesus. He said to them, nobody take my life. I gave it away. And if I give it away, I can pick it up again. He said, destroy this temple. In three days, I can raise it back up. Nobody believed that Jesus was going to get back up. But that prophecy was fulfilled. I stopped by to tell you this morning, every prophecy over your life, every prophecy over your family, every prophetic word over your children, it shall come to pass. Just like it happened to Jesus, it can happen to you also in the name of Jesus. Every prophecy in your life, God will make it to come to pass. Let me encourage you today by saying it is the will of God that you and me will experience resurrection in our life. I'm going to invite all of our worship team to come back here and let's worship together. I speak healing. I speak deliverance over your life. I speak that God will give you a resurrection experience in every area of your life. While I'm ministering to you today, if the Lord has touched you, and you say, Pastor, I like what I'm hearing. But I don't know Jesus. You know, the most important decision you can make today is for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. There is a number under the screen. There's ministers of God who are available to pray with you, to counsel with you. All you need to do this day is to make that decision. And what a beautiful day to decide to be a child of God. On this Resurrection Sunday, you can make it special and very important in your life. And say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Will you please come into my heart? I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my God. And if you're making that decision this morning, just call that number on the screen. There are brothers and sisters who've been where you are. They're ready to pray with you. And let me also encourage you, if you've been blessed by this ministry, and you just want to be a part of what God is doing in Zion Hill, you want to give, you want to show your appreciation to God, please feel free to support our ministry. It takes a lot of resources to do what we're doing. God can use you to be a sower into what God is doing at Zion Hill. Go to our website, www.zionhill.com, and feel free to give to this ministry as the Lord prosper you. May God bless you until we meet again. Amen. Let's welcome our worship team again.